0: What's going on? And welcome to the backpacking podcast. John Kelly here, as well with the man who is the six foot three giant teddy bear of backpacking, Mister Jeremiah Stringer. How are you, buddy?
1: Hey, man. I'm doing great. I'm awake. We're about to start school back. You know, heading into the fall, and I'm done sleeping till eleven a.m. every morning.
0: Gosh, that is living the life, dude. Eleven a.m. It may be overrated. Maybe uh, that's that's some sleep though, man. I'm jealous of that sleep. I'm definitely you, jealous of that sleep. You can only sleep till eleven a.m.
1: if you um, if you go to sleep really late. You know, you're talking oh yeah. two three in the morning every morning. So are you you were doing some late nights, is what you're saying? Well, right now we're recording at ten a.m. and I woke up at nine. So last night I went to sleep pretty early by my standards. <laughs> so
0: what <laughs> <what's> <laughs> early by your standards i gotta know
1: uh I, anything before midnight is is early for me i think i went to sleep last night i always like to look and see what is the last time i looked at the clock and then i think about it the next day
0: and last night it's twelve seventeen. that's not bad i mean you midnight I, I, I stay i'll stay up to between 11 and midnight most nights yeah
1: bridget had to work today and uh she woke me up, say goodbye. And I was like, what time is it? She was like, It's 803. And I was like, Ugh. And I pulled the cover back over my <laughs> <laughs> over my head and went back to sleep.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, man. Okay, so I had the worst last two weeks. Uh what's going on? Uh, I got we uh, you know, I work at a church, I have kids, and so those two things combined equals you're gonna get sick, you know, because little kids, if you have little kids anybody who's had kids. They know this. Like, you're just almost guaranteed you're going to get sick at some point. And yeah. so, uh, long story short, um, I ended up with COVID. Um, got it a couple weeks back, and dude, it destroyed me. How many I, times you had COVID? I had it back in I had it back in February before it was popular. So I had it before all the cool kids back in February <laughs> twenty twenty. Um, And then now, so and honestly, the way it's going, even if you're vaccinated at this point, a lot of my friends who are vaccinated have gotten it. um, You're probably going to get it at some point. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of almost a a given at some point. Everybody's going to end up with it somehow. Mm. But the nice thing is the vaccine kind of dials back the uh, effects of it. A lot of my friends yes. who were vaccinated, they didn't have it as bad as I did. I was actually supposed to get my vaccine this week. Uh, and, and and I got COVID right before I was supposed to get my vaccine. Here's so, what I want to know. I, I
1: <laughs> Of course, we're not going to spend the whole show talking about COVID. No, no, but, no, no.
0: Um,
1: I want to know if, if I'm vaccinated and I go get tested to see if I had it before the vaccination, can they do that? Uh, I don't know after you've been vaccinated if you can do that. That's what I thought. I figured that you're like, you're overriding some markers that they would be testing for or something like that, mm-hmm. and they won't be able to check and see if you had antibodies or I don't, I don't really even know how the, the testing works. I've just had the standard, like, stick the swab up your nose, and
0: that's it. Right, right. Well, I know for me, um, it was, uh, my, nobody else in my family got it because the moment I had symptom one, I isolated you know, I was in a bedroom by myself and, uh, like no contact with the outside world outside of like cell phone or texting or something like that. Um, so to purgatory. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's one of the worst parts of it because it's so contagious. Like you literally can't be around other people. Yeah, You, you kind of have to hide. So, uh. So it drug you through the mud, huh? Oh, dude, it beat the tar out of me. Like, I still have (laughs) no energy. I still have, like, I got all my stuff set up for this podcast at, like, 8.30, Uh and then at 9 o'clock, I went and laid down for an hour, because, like, my body was shot. Like, I got all, I was, I started work this morning at 7.30, so, like, you didn't get up till like, 9, but I was already at work at 7.30 this morning, and and so I was, I was getting work done, and then I had to come home, and, uh. In the midst of that, dude, I just, I was exhausted. Like by the time nine o'clock rolled around, I was like, I'm going to lay down for a little bit. They say it takes up to two weeks to get your energy back. So, you know what I was
1: doing while you were enjoying COVID?
0: You were backpacking, I hope.
1: I wasn't backpacking because it's too hot. Were you kayaking? It's like kayaking. Yep. Nice. Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. And myself took a little kayaking trip out on Lake Cumberland, which is where I live here in Kentucky. And, uh, well, last time I went, that's when my canoe almost turned over. And we lost—we would have lost all of, like, my backpacking gear and a giant cooler full of all of our camping supplies for that night. Oh, no. Everybody's food and stuff was in there. Yeah, that was whenever we got towed out by the boat, by the pontoon, by somebody in the Ohio Navy. Ohio helped me out that day.
0: See, we're not so bad, man. You give us
1: such a bad rap, but it's like we are good people. Well, they almost they almost turned me over once from from the wake of their boat too. So, well, that I'm not. Wasn't on purpose.
0: It's not like they're sitting there thinking, hey, watch this. We're gonna knock this guy over." I'm not convinced, man. Oh, dude,
1: I'm not convinced. Dude, anyway, where's the love, man? Come on. <laughs> where we went to that that was where I went last time in the canoe, and everybody else had kayaks. So it took me like two hours. Well, in the kayaks, okay, this is so ridiculous. I don't, I don't own a kayak and Jason, he brought me one and then he had bought this brand new kayak he had never used before. And he's, he's letting me use the other. Well, his is kind of a sit on, sit in. It's a, it's an old town. I'm not sure what model, but uh, it was super, super nice. Had all kinds of bells and whistles. And he put it in the water, hopped in, and then I loaded mine up and mine was a sit-in and I could not, like my legs literally would not fit inside of the, (laughs) (laughs) I fell twice and got wet trying to get in it at, just at the boat ramp. Tall people problems. Yes. So we had to switch and I was like, man, this kayak is awesome, Jason. I was like, how many times you got to taking this out before? He's like, I sat on it for about two minutes before you started started getting into your kayak. And then we switched. <laughs> so you used his new kayak more than he did? Brand spanking new, man. <laughs> I don't think it had ever touched water. But he, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he is. let me use it. We paddled it took us about fifty-five minutes to reach where we were going. We went to this little island and uh, set up and swam all day and fished and had a had a nice fire, all kinds of driftwood just everywhere. Didn't have Did to you eat work fish. For the fire? No, didn't catch any fish. Man. Oh, that stinks. I got
0: I got one bite. Well, it's hard in a river that size too, because it's like it's gonna be faster famine basically. You're gonna find a school of fish in a bit in an area or you're gonna find nothing because it's so big. Isn't it oh, like what? the biggest lake in the Midwest? Like outside of the Great Lakes. I'm not sure. I was like coastline wise, it might be the biggest lake. Yeah,
1: coast coastline as in like mileage along the coast. Yeah, it has the most miles. But I think somebody could fact check that. Sometimes I just
0: make up facts. No, I've actually heard that. No, that's. I'll back you on that, and if we're both wrong, we'll be wrong together.
1: Yeah, you just say it with confidence and keep keep going. I got I, I got your back. The lake's really up right now, though. So I always think. My logic is like if the lake, the more down it is, if you can reach the areas, the the higher the probability of me catching fish is because yeah. it's a smaller volume and now the lake is up and, uh, I think they let it down in the winter. I'm not sure. They were working on the dam for like 25 years, had a giant crack in it. Ooh. So they kept it down, but now I guess they fixed it because, uh, I'm not catching any fish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you ever heard to Lake Harrington? That's north yes. of you. That's yeah, not a bad I've place to go fishing.
1: Lake Harrington. What county is that?
0: I think Garrett County.
1: Oh yeah, it's right on seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime that I go up to Lexington, <laughs> then I pass it. And I always had to Google it. You know.
0: It's actually on twenty seven, yeah. I think. It's off of twenty seven. It's further in. I think that there's well, an that exit may be for the, it there's an exit for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think Mount Vernon which is exit 62 on I-75 in Kentucky, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that that's the lake you're overlooking on the interstate. And then you can access it in uh, Rockcastle County or yeah. one of the surrounding counties.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to get to. I'll tell you, man, I, this summer was the year I was supposed to go kayaking. Like, this was going to be a big year for me because a buddy of mine who I'm really good friends with, uh, oh. he has, like, a ton of kayaks. And he's like, we're going out this summer. We're going to go out, like, a lot. And I was all excited about it. And one night in his sleep, he had a seizure, fell, and shattered his shoulder.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Can you believe that? Fell off the bed? Shattered his shoulder. Like he I talked to him yesterday and he can only lift his arm like not even halfway. Like he there's no way he can paddle. What age is he? What's that? What age is he? He's about the same age as I am, mid forties. Like 46, wow, so like 47. So, I mean, he's not like he's old or anything.
1: Yeah, that's like a freak accident or something. Oh. It's not like he has
0: osteoporosis. Yeah, total total freak accident. And, like, I guess they have a pretty high bed, and he just fell, and all of his weight went on his shoulder. And, uh, uh, you know, he had no control over it because it was a seizure. So it was just a really freak accident, weird thing. And uh, so as far as me kayaking for the summer, that kind of took that out of the picture. But a little more concerned about his health than I am me going kayaking. Yeah,
1: I'm dealing with some shoulder issues, too, man. I went to work out yesterday. I I know why
0: you're having shoulder issues. You don't even have to tell me. I know why you're having shoulder issues. Is
1: it because I'm sleeping too long?
0: No, it's because you're carrying this podcast every time we get on here, man. You you (laughs) carry me all the time. So it's like, when you got to do that much work, I can't imagine what your back feels like, too. (laughs) I'm just worried about, like, for some reason
1: when I'm using my trekking poles, you know— I guess your your shoulders or maybe just your triceps get worn out because that motion of stabbing into the ground and pushing behind you mm-hmm. you know, you're using your upper body, you know, your delts and your traps. I mean not traps, but um uh, I can't remember the human anatomy right now. <laughs> you're your tri- a math teacher, it doesn't matter, it's all good. Your, your triceps, sorry. <laughs> not your traps, your traps are on your shoulders. But your tricep and, and definitely your delts, you know, you're using that a lot and sometimes like Whenever I'm backpacking, I'm using those trekking poles. It'll get so worn
0: out. I'm like, I can't use the trekking poles anymore right now. I got to literally take a break. I actually, this is going to sound, okay, so I'm a complete nerd. And I, I admit it when it comes to things. I've actually watched multiple videos on trekking pole techniques. Mm. Like the best techniques. And I have, because I was having that for a little bit with my right shoulder. I would get done like on a long week-long trip or a, a long weekend trip and my right shoulder would just be really sore, you know, um, just cause it's this the whole time. And if you're doing, you know, 12, 13 upwards of even 20 miles, sometimes y- your shoulder just kind of gets sore. Um, and I've, I've actually learned a technique where I'm not really lifting up as uh-huh. much as I'm just kind of holding almost down to the side a little bit. And my, my poles are angled back as opposed to straight up and down when I'm hiking. And I found that it's been way more comfortable. And especially on hills, it's been way more useful. Do you use... So so
1: you have downhill, uphill, flat, and then like technical terrain would be what I would categorize where you'd use your trekking poles. Do you use them on all four types that I named? Yeah. Me too. Even even the flat ground, I think you can walk so much
0: faster propelling
1: yourself forward.
0: Well, your knees and ankles, I think it's so good for them because uh, coming, especially going downhill... Like just the, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like having a set of shocks for your body. You know what I mean? So that you're not putting all the, you you can put some of the weight and some of the pressure on the poles as opposed to your knees and ankles when you're coming downhill. And I think, yeah. I think it's invaluable. So
1: let me tell you about experience. set. Is my hat just
0: really crooked? <laughs> I just want to ask that. I can't seem to get my hat like straight. No, uh, man. I'm like looking all like. Like I'm not a gangster or anything, but I can't. Maybe my head's just crooked. I don't know. People who I mean, people good. who aren't watching online right now, they're going, "What the heck are you talking about?" My hat is just crooked, <laughs> like, and I can't get it to be straight, and I look stupid. But it's all I think good. You look great, man. What's that? I think you look great. Ah, uh, I can always count on you for a good compliment, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, dude, we both have beards again. Beards are growing I back.
1: Know. Yes. So, yeah, you're exactly right.
0: We're starting to we're starting to get back to our old selves, which is good.
1: Yeah, mine. Uh, I've I've been letting her grow, man. I have. Uh, <coughs> I don't know. It's hard hard to keep your beard soft, but I think I'm attaining it.
0: Yeah, dude. So am I. I, I once it was long enough to do it. I, I started using oils and stuff on it again. Speaking of. Speaking of, since we're since we're on that topic right now, uh, it's probably a good idea if we talk about the sponsor for today's episode. And those are our good friends over at Outdoor Beards. And uh, I know you and I both are huge fans of Outdoor Beards. And uh, as it's starting to get cooler, as the weather starts uh-huh. to get cooler, having a little bit more facial hair is really, really nice when you're backpacking. And uh, I know for me, being able to use their old and their balms and soaps and everything has been really good for uh, growing the beard back out and not having it be a super scraggly mess.
1: Yeah, I well, I absolutely love their, their balms, especially. Yes. And I've been using Lost in the Woods, if I remember correctly. And uh, just a little dollop on your finger, rub it in, and then put it on your face. But uh, the thing that I think is the most underrated is the soap, man. Oh, dude, I I I use that soap every day. I'm not a bar soap kind of person. I typically am a loofah and body wash. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit bougie, but ever since that uh we got the bar soap man i've been using it the other day every I went day through another one yeah every day i went through another one and uh, there's just like a little sliver left and i was like hey bridget can you throw this away and i handed it to her and it looks like it looked like a guitar pick at that point i mean i used it i
0: used it all you're like at that point you're just kind of rubbing <laughs> it with your finger on your <laughs> yeah. you know, trying to get yourself all cleaned off <laughs> yeah it's hard you know it's hard to use every
1: single bit of it so i used as much as i could i was like i'm to see how far I, I can make this thing small and uh, bridget i hand it to her and she's like what is this i guess she thought it's like uh, a big old flap of dead skin off the bottom <laughs> of my foot or something <laughs> and, and she she's like what is this and i was like that's my soap and she's like this is soap and i was like yep i used it all baby used it all that's
0: good budgeting right there man that's good budgeting <laughs> yeah. right there so well shout i would out to i would beers, tell you man. that it smells incredible but right uh, now I can't smell anything, so you just—I just have to uh, trust that my wife thinks it smells good, and that's all that matters. Well, I can vouch for that. Um, I think
1: it's either three or four. I'm pretty sure it's four different scents that mm-hmm. uh, Outdoor Beers has in their soaps, their bar soaps, and then I mean they have pretty much an endless, endless scent for Call the yeah. beards and bombs, like anything that you can think of, like the, the app, the grandma's pie.
0: Oh, apple yeah, pie. Grandma's you apple the, pie, that that's so yeah. good. And you got the, the pipe tobacco one that your wife likes. And uh, my yeah. wife likes the, the coffee, the morning brew. Like, she loves yeah. that one because it smells that's like my, chocolate coffee.
1: I think I'm a completionist, so I'm trying to use every single bit of the Lost in the Woods before I start on the next one. And I think the next one is going to be the, the coffee. Can I, I tell you when you said coffee. Lost
0: in the Woods what it made me think of? <laughs> What's that? Okay, so I have kids, right? Uh-huh. So in in the movie Frozen 2,
1: oh my god.
0: There's a song, well hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. There's a song called Lost in the Woods. And it's just really funny, but Weezer covers it.
1: Oh, I love Weezer.
0: And the Weezer version of that song is freaking awesome. So, if you want to hear a song from Disney and not feel like you're completely being emasculated in the process, definitely go check out uh Weezer's version of Lost in the Woods. Dude, that is a great song. <laughs> Great song.
1: I, I was obsessed with Beverly Hills, the song about. well, I don't know if it's even originally by Weezer. It seems like they do a lot of covers. No, that's but, their song. Yeah, Beverly Hills okay. is theirs. I was obsessed with it
0: as a kid. Obsessed. Dude, I love Weezer. Yeah, I love but, Weezer.
1: Weezer's great.
0: I remember back in the 90s when I was in, when I was young and strapping, and uh, the, that uh, the first line of the first album, My Name is Jonas, and it just hits that guitar, and I went. I'm in hundred <laughs> percent So all of that to say, Outdoor Beards does an amazing job making incredible beard products. And they make great lip balms too. Like, let's just be honest, the lip balm's fantastic too. So uh, Yeah, they have a they have a bunch of different stuff. You'll have to go on out
1: outdoorbeards.com and, and check out the selection of just different products that are, you know, facial
0: and body care. Absolutely. So big thank you to Outdoor Beards for sponsoring this episode. Uh They've been one of our oldest sponsors. Actually, I think they are our oldest sponsor
1: for yeah. the podcast. So thanks They're, again, Outdoor Beards.
0: They stuck it out with me
1: even <sighs> when I shaved my beard. And now I'm back, baby. There it is. There it is. We're
0: getting the real Jeremiah Stringer back.
1: I love it. <laughs> okay. I, love it. I, want, I want to tell you my story that I was going to tell you earlier about the trekking poles. Yes. Tell me about the trekking poles and your bad shoulders. No, it's not. This one it doesn't center around me somehow. I don't know. Seems like all my stories I'm self obsessed, but this one's about <laughs> someone
0: else. <laughs> You're
1: so self absorbed, man. So this one I am involved, but uh, it's about Bridget. So I don't. I don't want a bad talker here. And for those that uh, don't know, I'm married to Bridget and have been for the last five years. Been with her five additional years and. She's really stuck it out with me. I've taken her backpacking multiple times. and sometimes Brought her to it. the point of tears? Yeah, um, every, every time we go, pretty much. <laughs> every, every time we go. I don't know why I torture her. I don't know why she still goes. But anyway, for some reason, she decided, I guess I, I worked on her for a while, to do the Foothills Trail, me and her and another couple. And uh, that trail will take you normally, I don't know, five to seven days with no zeros. So the mileage was way too high and Bridget didn't use trekking poles at all. And on day four yep. I think it is either yep. I think it was day four of the five days it ended up being instead of six we had to unpack all of Bridget's stuff. She was hurting so bad her hip flexors and she had used uh, zero drop shoes for the first time on that trip. Oh, that's so brutal just, if
0: you've not been if you've not worn them before.
1: Oh, it destroyed her. Yeah. But I think the trekking poles would have helped her, but she was like, "No, nah, I don't really want to use them." And I was like, "Okay, but I took mine and uh Kristen, who was the female in the other couple, she took a pair, but you know, Kristen uh and me was, were the only ones with trekking poles. So we had to unpack all Bridget's stuff, and I carried all of her stuff in my backpack and carried her backpack in my hand that day. And then the next day, I mean, Bridget pretty much had to leave. And while Bridget didn't carry anything, I gave her my trekking poles. And so she was going completely slack-packed, right, no weight, and using the trekking poles. And she was still hurting really bad, but the trekking poles – that's what got her to the campsite without those. I don't think that, I mean, we would have had to set up camp and then somebody would have had to come get us on a boat probably because we were next to the lake. So I think that they can, they can be a real godsend. And if you don't have them, you you can always (laughs) get you a walking
0: stick. I mean, there's wood everywhere in the woods. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I'll tell you, man, like, I, it's funny because usually it's like younger backpackers will make fun of older backpackers for using them. Uh Uh-huh. And then it's funny when they get a little older and they start using them, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, and you're looking at them going, I thought these were only for old people, you know? And what you find out is just, there are so many uses for trekking poles,
1: Uh, especially like,
0: you know, you've got trekking pole tents. If you're a hammock person like I am being able to set my my tarp up in a porch mode using my my trekking poles for that. um, Uh Just like we said earlier, just the protection against your knees and ankles going up and down hills. um, Trekking poles are just very, very valuable. And I, I, I always like gear that has multi use. Like, I I like gear that you can use for multiple things.
1: You know, another thing I use my trekking poles for, you you mentioned, like, the, the tarp. So, anytime I hammock camp, I take a tarp with me. And I like doing porch mode, and there's pullouts on top of most of my tarps, maybe all of them. Mm-hmm. And I set my trekking poles as long as they'll go. And I, I tied some uh, shock cord. So, it's kind of bungee, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got some give to it. And I tied those. I tied a loop of shot cord onto the pullouts and I stick my trekking pole, you know, one end under one pullout, one end on the other, and it like creates a tent pretty much. It like pulls your tarp up. Yeah, it gives you more
0: room to walk around underneath it and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably probably doing a terrible job explaining what it what it looks like, but I mean, it's it's just like on a tent when you have pullouts and you set some sticks up on either side or use your mm-hmm. trekking poles on either side to pull it out. It's just pulling the sides out of the tarp. So that uh, you've got the ability to have more room on either side of your hammock underneath your tarp. It's fantastic yeah, setup.
1: It gives you a ton of headroom, and where I'm so tall, like it's hard it's hard to set the ha- uh, the tarp up where I can walk under it, and if it's going to rain, have enough protection that I know nothing's going to get wet. It kind of has to sit together almost the hammock and the tarp. So anything that you can do to give yourself a little bit more space in there. Oh, I love it! you were you're talking earlier. we were talking off air about uh, your hammock setup and some of your goals. What are those?
0: Well, I when I first started with a hammock, I had an outdoor vitals like ten foot tarp, or not ten foot tarp, ten foot hammock, and one of those uh, bug net socks that you pull over the hammock.
1: You like those?
0: No, I hated it. You like you like because I just because the the hammock itself didn't have a ridge line. So, the hammock just kind of hung funky. And so, I ended up, ended up having to make a ridge line. But before I had made the ridge line, I tried to put that sock on it. And basically, I just had netting in my face all night and uh, uh. wasn't a huge fan of that. Finally, put my own ridge line on the hammock, um, which was better. But the 10 foot hammock, I found myself getting uh, calf ridge a lot. And for those who are listening and aren't hammock campers, calf ridge is basically where. The fabric folds a little bit, and it it sits under your calves or under your legs, and it just becomes very uncomfortable. It can cut off circulation. It can leave you – know, it's just it's just not very comfortable, let's just put it that way. And so I, I'm not a big fan of calf ridge, obviously. And so I, <laughs> I decided to uh, contact Dream Hammock, and I purchased a Darian from them, an 11-foot hammock, with the built-in bug net and ridgeline. And it's been fantastic. I love that hammock. I've slept many, 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 many hours in that hammock. As a matter of fact, uh, in a couple of weeks, it'll be two years I've been using that hammock. Wow, and what size is it? It's an eleven-foot gathered end hammock, and I really like it. I really like it. I've been using it now, like literally, for almost two years. Um, and then I had a winter dream tarp from UGQ, and it's heavy. Like in the winter time, it's fantastic because it keeps all the wind out. It it adds probably 10 to 15 degrees underneath it. If you, if you pitch it right, as far as like extra warmth underneath where your hammock is at night, uh, which is really nice. You know that when you're, when you're out in cold weather, it's nice to have some extra warmth. And so the, the tarp's great for that, but in the summertime and in the spring, uh, it's not necessarily the best because it's heavy. Mm. And, and so, uh, I this last year I purchased a hammock gear Dyneema tarp. Oh, weighs seven ounces. <coughs> so it's so lot, doesn't even weigh a half a pound, seven ounces. And it's got doors on either end. It's not quite, it's not their full size one like the size of the Dream Hammock one, uh. but uh, or not Dream Hammock, the uh, UGQ one. But it is, it is nice, man. It is really nice. That's the one I took up in May when I went to uh, Pictured Rocks. And it did a great job the whole weekend. And I really like it because it's super lightweight. And uh, I've also switched out my suspension now. Uh, There is no hardware on my suspension. Like, I don't have beetle buckles. I don't have uh, Dutch clips. I don't have anything. Um, I'm using soft shackles and I do a Beckett hitch. And that's that's my hammock suspension now. I don't even, um, I tie one knot and I'm done.
1: You saw you saw that uh, my my twelve foot like spider whatever that's called poly spider. Yeah, I've never seen Dutch. one do that before. Yeah, it it shredded on one end, and I I emailed Dutch and I asked their support team like, here's some pictures and and what's the deal and what what do I need to do about this? Yeah, and they're like, well we we have seen it before. Um, It's very uncommon. Usually it's like the, it's first time use on your, your beetle buckles. And then if there's like a piece of metal, that's like uh, you know, it hasn't been filed down or something like that. Just a little, it just nips it enough to let it start shredding. Yeah. Then uh, he's like, that's the most common thing or whoever I was talking to. Yeah. I don't remember who the email was with, but. Um, or your strap can get twisted. And I think that's probably what happened with mine is the beetle buckles. It's basically a pressure system and it's two pieces that come together and create tension on your strap. And if your, uh, if your strap gets twisted in those buckles and really it's the user's fault, then it can put so much tension on one spot. It creates like a a pressure point. And then it'll start to tear it. So I think that's what happened with mine because it happened when I sat down in it and I just, like, bottomed out. You know, you slowly sink down. Yeah, because it slips the whole time. Uh-huh. So yeah. it, it put me on the ground. And then after the email, they're like, yeah, just uh, send them back. They said, here, we'll send you a new one. And they sent me a new strap. I already, well, that's I awesome, the man. Buckles. Yeah, they said, just send that one back so we can check it out and see, like, what happened. That's so really cool.
0: That's really, really cool.
1: Yeah, it's super nice of them. I'm I'm glad that uh Dutchware stood by I mean, I guess it was my fault, so really they didn't have to do that. Yeah. But I'm glad they're standing by their products. That's that's a good business move too. And look, we're talking about it right now. I mean I uh, know.
0: Now have you met Dutch? Mm-mm. Genuinely nice guy, man. Genuinely nice guy. Um I went to a hammock hang at the Red River Gorge uh last fall. And he was there and got a chance to talk to him for a little bit. Man, he's just a genuinely nice guy. Snarky is all get out, man. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's sarcastic and funny, dude. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. So, yeah, they
1: gonna... go ahead.
0: I uh, was just saying, they've that company has grown so much. Um, it, it's a he's he's just. I mean, Dutch is a good dude, man. He, he's a fun guy. Yeah, that's
1: that's a lot of people's go-to hammock. Um... Like provider. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if he sells hammocks. I don't have any of his hammocks, but like he all sells the a ton of
0: hammocks, like in different brands. Like he's bought out, there were some brands that people love, but were financially going down. Uh, and so he bought the brands to keep awesome. them going. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's some, there's, he's got some really cool options for hammocks. If you go on and, and check out their website. I was going to ask you <laughs> if um, your hammock
1: if you can take the bug net off completely, or is it like...
0: No, mine's a half zip. It only zips okay. on one side. Um, and how do you know which way to set it up? Like, let's say that
1: you want to face... You got your two trees, and mm-hmm. you know you want to face one direction. How do you know which side to put up where to which tree? The tag
0: on my stuff sack. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I've got a, I've it, got it same tucked way. into my stuff sack in a way where I know the, uh, the tag side is my head side. Mine's a double ended stuff sack. So is mine. Is yours? So is mine. Yeah. So, so it, I I always know that if I if I whatever side the tag is on on the stuff sack, that end mm-hmm. is my head end. And so I, I just set it up that way because that's the easiest way for me to remember. There you go. Your hack of the day brought to you by hack John Daley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well so- I will say I, I also I've like I said, when when I have one of my goals right now is I want my entire hammock set up to be under two pounds. Yeah. That's my goal right now because, um, I, I like, I'm not an ultralight camper, but if I can get my sleep system and my shelter system, or I should say, if I can get my shelter system under two pounds, that's just a great launch off point for my whole setup, you know, and to be able to make it more compact and be able to make it in a way where, uh, I can get that weight down, um. There's nothing wrong with want to lose, take weight off of your pack. I don't, I'm not a gram weenie or anything, but if I can get weight off, I'm going to do it. Um, so is that
1: in, would that include your steaks and yeah. whatever cordage top that you're using and all that? Yeah. That, in, that includes everything. Yeah. That would be awesome, man. You could bring like two pounds of chocolate to make up for the,
0: well, if, if I can get uh, if I, I, I'm, you know, I've lost, I've lost about 70 pounds. And, um, no and no chocolate. Then no chocolate. No <laughs> chocolate right now, man. I'm I'm probably a good six or eight months away from chocolate still. Um, my goal is 130 pounds, so I'm more than halfway there now, which is really cool. Um,
1: Congratulations! So yeah, man.
0: so I've lost 70, and my goal I need to lose about another 30 pounds, and then I'm going to be looking into a new hammock, and uh, one like kind of like the uh, we were talking about beforehand, like the Cloud 71 or. Uh, What was the other one you were talking about that you've got? The Monolite? Monolite. It's
1: It's Hunter's. I just I need to give it back to him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But like the Monolite would be great. Um, Something that's more, that's under 10 ounces. Um, Uh, Because if I can get like an eight or a nine ounce hammock, that means my hammock and my tarp, the two heaviest parts of my entire hammock would be a pound. Yeah, that
1: would be very very awesome man yeah That'd be so lot
0: that's that's what I'm shooting for i'd like to get that down to where it's really light because then my luxury items aren't nearly as as frustrating because i mean you think about it if i can get my hammock weight down to you know that weight my chair weighs a pound and a half so my chair and my hammock and tarp and everything all together would weigh three and a half pounds that's so lighter than most people's hammock setups
1: why can't you um, shed the half a pound off your chair if you lost weight?
0: It sits higher. It feels great. Like I, the extra half oh, pound yeah. for me is good on the chair. Um, the the chair one, like for people who don't know, I, I have something I've created called the chair point five, because Helinox has a chair zero. It's a one pound chair, and they have the chair one, which is a two pound chair. I took the frame from the chair one and matched it with the fabric from the Chair Zero and have a a one-and-a-half-pound chair that sits higher than the Chair Zero. So those extra seven or eight ounces or whatever it is, for me, is worth it because it's easier to get in and out of the chair itself because the Chair Zero sits really low, really, really low. I have the
1: (laughs) Helinox Sunset chair. Yes, you you do. It weighs three pounds, (laughs) and that sucker is just like sitting
0: in a lawn chair. It's a lounger, I mean, it is, dude. It is a lounger.
1: I took that on our kayaking trip. Obviously I didn't have to care I didn't have to carry it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that was a, a real bonus. But it was so comfortable. Was and Jason, Jason was, jealous? He was sitting in his chair zero and uh I was just like, ah, oh, this feels so good. I felt sorry for him sitting over there in his little low chair <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't make too much fun man i take the chair zero on pretty much every trip i go on yeah
0: well i took the chair zero for a long time and uh like i could take a chair zero now i'm well under the the weight limit for it now um but that chair that chair point five that it's like an extra two or three inches of height you wouldn't think that's much
1: oh it's everything
0: getting in and out of that chair is so nice compared to getting out of the chair zero like well, the chair zero, you kind of have to rock yourself a little bit and then kind of get up because of the way it sits because you're reclined a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's really low. And so I'll, the extra – if I can take the weight off my hammock so that I can keep the higher chair, I'm going to do that.
1: Well, I try to find – if I take <laughs> chair zero, I I'll try to find uh, a rock or something that's elevated because I'm so tall that – it's not super comfortable. It's a lot better than sitting on the ground leaning up against a tree. Yeah, it is. But uh I, I try to find something elevated because your knee my knees will be so much higher than my butt <laughs> that you know. That's what it, you get it, for being tall, man. Well, God only grows things until they're perfect. <laughs> so you didn't have to grow me for very long then, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> took me a little longer
0: to develop, man.
1: <laughs> a little taller.
0: So, on so the he hammock, put, basically what you're saying he made me in an air fryer and he made you in the oven. Like, yeah, bake at
1: 350. At 350. hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slow cooked me. <laughs> so the hammock, um, yours zips on one side, and I wanted to talk to you for a, a minute about Jeremy from All Things Outdoors.
0: Oh, Straight yeah. Great guy.
1: So he – he, for as long as I've known him, has been making some of his own gear. Yeah. And he made his own hammock. And if I remember right, he calls it bumblebee. Yep. You know, it's like bright, bright yellow. yellow. And he's made his own tarp, I think, and his own underquilt, like a zero degree. Yeah, he's a big make-your-own-gear kind of guy. So he <coughs> he has this uh, this thing. I'm not really sure how to describe it other than, like, it's a partial netting. And his idea was the only things that's exposed whenever I'm sleeping in my hammock is like my face and neck area. So he has this netting. I guess it's to shed weight too. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't have the full zip on, no zipper, you lose weight and all the netting. Yeah, it's like a half net loose. instead of a full net. Yeah. So he just yeah. tucks it down over. Would you consider using something like
0: that? No, just because of the way that I, I hammock camp. Like I'm, I usually have a phone hanging up and I've got other stuff, gear hanging and stuff up on my ridgeline most of the time. And, uh, having a half net means that it would all have to be from that point back. Mm. So I, just for the way I organize things, it, it's not as, it's not the deal I would want, but there are, I mean, Dutch gear, Dutchware gear sells some hammocks like that too. Yeah. the like partial netting. yeah, the partial nets. That's, that's a pretty common thing. Some people really like them. Some people don't. Um, I don't think it would fit with the way I like to hammock camp. So
1: I just think other bugs too. Yeah, like I always and Mister Backpacking with Jason Sir is the one that told me. He's like, just keep that thing zipped up, man. Hey, you're you're gonna go over there and crawl in. I don't think this is gonna happen. He's like, you're gonna crawl in there with the snake. You leave that thing (laughs) unzipped. Yeah, snake, snake will be in there waiting on you. But I was like, no, but
0: bugs. You definitely could get yeah. some other bugs, you know. Especially you... in the summertime. Like, mm-hmm. when gets get... Like, we live in Kentucky, so we live in one of the most humid states. Probably in the U.S. But if you even go further south, like into Alabama and Mississippi and places like that, it's ten times worse. The humidity and the bugs. And if you don't have something to zip up, those bugs are getting in. They figure it out, dude. They're smarter than people give them credit for.
1: Well, I... I will set up. You know, you set up at camp. First thing I typically do is pick out a spot, set up, and then you can go do your camp chores and stuff. And sometimes I'll forget it unzipped. You know, like you're you're going around doing all your stuff, and then you go to go to bed at night, and you're like, oh, this has been unzipped the whole time. Then you're peeking around, making sure there's no spiders in there. I don't know about you. It's like I, looking under the bed for your kids.
0: Yeah, I honestly. don't. I don't get that freaked out about it. I mean... It's a spider. If it bites you, it bites you. I mean, it's, you'll have a little bump on your leg. This is also coming from a guy though, that like, I literally look like I have a bullet hole in my leg right now. From the last time I went backpacking, I went, I went overnight with, uh, Doug Beaumont from backpacking pilgrim, Mark from Mark Goes hiking and Brad from as the crow flies hiking. I went backpacking with those guys for one night. Um, In the Red River Gorge a few weeks ago. And as we were hiking out, we were hiking this off trail, which was awesome, by the way, because it was all scaling down rocks and uh, holding on to roots and trying to walk backwards. And it was just fun. It was just a really cool hike. But we came to this one little section and there was a log sitting out, but none of us could see it because it was covered by a log branch that had a bunch of um, leaves all over it. So you couldn't see it. There was a log right behind it. And when I hike, I just hike through those branches and don't think anything of it. Well, when I did it this time, there was a a branch sticking out about the length of my finger and like at a point, and I hit it full force with my left leg, and I still have a bruise three weeks later, like this big around, like literally like three or four inches around, and it still looks like I have a bullet hole in the middle of my leg. Um from I saw your pictures. That. I saw you put it on the Instagram, I think. Yeah, it, it I put it on I put it on YouTube. I wasn't able to do a video last week because of COVID. I was just too exhausted. Uh, editing, filming, all that last week was not happening. And uh, so I just put a video out and said, "Hey, I can't do a video, but here's a really sweet picture of a bruise that I got 2 weeks ago." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whenever I was in high school, <clears throat> I I didn't know what was wrong, but I had like it looked like a mosquito bite or something on my thumb, right at the base of my thumb. And then I didn't think anything of it. You know, you go to school, you're a kid, and then go to football practice. And then days and days go by, and it gets worse and worse. And the skin, it's like, you know, the skin is dying. And it's like after you have a sunburn and the skin starts peeling. Is it MRSA? It, no, it wasn't like a staph infection or anything. I remember I was like having to tape it up every single day i was having like put a band-aid put gauze pre-wrap it and then tape it and i was like oh my gosh and then it never would get better i went to the doctor and they're like yeah you got a spider bite we have no idea what kind of spider but uh you're getting infected and if we don't take care of it you know you could lose your thumb did that happen to
0: me too i got i got a spider bite on my side last year and i had to go to the doctor and i to get antibiotics and stuff for it that's what i did it it got infected yeah yeah it happens it definitely yeah. happens. My hat is still crooked, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: want me to put a, a crooked hat on, too? That uh, makes I don't know. Bitter? Nah, don't worry about it. I just I keep looking. I'm like, why is my hat so crooked? But, uh, yeah, spider bites are no fun. But, I mean, you heal from them. It's not They're not going to kill you kind of thing. At least not in Kentucky. We don't have those kinds of spiders in Kentucky. We got Black Widow and Brown Recluse. Brown Recluse, though, they're, they're not going to kill you. They're just going to make a really nasty spot on your skin. If they bite you and black widows typically stay away from humans.
1: I've, I've seen black widows in the mailbox hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they don't typically like they kind of stay away. Like if you, the moment you're there, they're gone. They're not, they don't want to deal with you.
1: Oh, I don't. Well, I assume that, uh, you know what you're talking about? I have no idea. I don't, I'm not scared of spiders, but I don't like them.
0: (laughs) Did you know there's scorpions
1: in Kentucky? Do my, you want to hear a scorpion story? I do want to hear a scorpion
0: story, actually.
1: <laughs> so, <clears throat> I have multiple siblings, and one of them is a younger sister. She's four years younger than me. And we are at my grandparents' one time, and um, she went to the bedroom, and she was going to bed. She crawled into the covers and then felt like something hurting on her foot, and she whipped the covers back. And a scorpion had pinched her. It was in the bed under the cover. I know. I didn't even know there were scorpions in Kentucky until then. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's my scorpion story.
0: That's that's crazy, man. Yeah, dude, spiders are no joke. I mean, scorpions are no joke. I didn't realize until last week that there were scorpions in Kentucky. Like, somebody I know posted something on Facebook and showed a picture of a scorpion they found. Out at the gorge. Yeah, I was like, don't
1: surprise me about the gorge.
0: All those rocks. Yeah. I I just personally had no idea. Would you eat one if you had to? Why would I have to eat a scorpion?
1: What if you were, uh, you remember that guy that got his arm trapped in that canyon? They made the movie? Yeah. They had to cut his own arm off? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something some some kind of freak accident like that, you're having to survive, you're starving to death. Whatever the circumstances are, I don't know. You never know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't know if I would eat. It. I don't cuz I don't know where the venom is in it. It's in
1: the sack. It's in the tip the tip of the tail. You cut the t- tip
0: of the tail off, you're good to go. Well, now that I know that, but I wouldn't have known that until right now. So oh, you watch. I could have, like, poisoned myself.
1: Well, it wouldn't be poison. It would be venom.
0: Well, but if you eat it, you basically poison yourself, wouldn't you? I think that,
1: uh, well.
0: I, not, I you to want me. to know something I know nothing about? Scorpions. Nothing. <laughs> I, I know nothing about scorpions. Like, anything you're telling me right now is my first knowledge of scorpions. I, I
1: All I know is the stuff that I've seen on, like, Discovery Channel. And, yeah. you know, that's like the survival shows and that kind of stuff. Or like alone, you know, it, you cut off the tip of the tail. You could even make a shish kebab out of them, you know, stick multiple on and roast them. But I don't think that I could get over the crunch. Just a.
0: I don't know, down. man. I kind of like crunch. Crunch is good. Ugh. Yeah. For potato chips. Well, think of it as a big potato chip. With stuff you, inside. Now, have you ever eaten? Uh, I mean, have you ever eaten shrimp? Do you like shrimp? Yeah. You ever eat the tails? No. Hate it. They're just crunchy.
1: I don't like that exoskeleton, man. It just gives me the heebie-jeebies.
0: Really? So yeah, it makes we, me cringe. You, is it a texture thing, or is it just the thought of what it is?
1: I I I don't know. I don't think I can put my finger on why I dislike them so much. Yeah. Like we had. For the 4th of July, July 3rd, I think is when we celebrated it, so the day before, we went over to the neighbors. He was having this like uh, little get-together before the big 4th of July celebration and did a seafood boil, and that was the first time that it's I had so shrimp. Good. Oh, yeah, it was great. Shrimp and um, crab legs. now he didn't do any crawfish. He decided not really? to because he didn't know. He had a whole cooler full, though, of crab legs and and corn and sausage and potatoes and, you know, and the shrimp. So I went over there, and I had never had to de-shell a shrimp that had, like, eyes and legs and all this. And take the poop thing out. Yeah. Bridget was so, she was like, I think she ate a few of them, but she was, like, a little freaked out. Yeah, you know, she's like, if it didn't have eyes, she was just telling me again yesterday. If it didn't have eyes, I think I would have liked that shrimp more. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, at the grocery store, that's what you get, right? They just do all that for you,
0: right? Exactly. That's okay. I'll buy it like that. Yeah, dude. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Honestly, I man, I I crunch doesn't bother me. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, have you? Have you seen that show, The Last Man on Earth? Like a couple of the early episodes. I kind of got bored with it really quick.
1: Uh, Well, I'm on season three. (laughs) You need to get back in on this game, man. It's on Hulu. So (laughs) that's been Bridget and mine's show for the past however long. And in one of the episodes, the basic premise is it's Last Man on Earth, right? And then there's a group of people and – all the animals and stuff are dead, so you're kind of surviving on canned food, and then that stuff starts to expire. So you have to have something to eat. One of the things left is grasshoppers, and so one of the characters makes like this grasshopper casserole, and it's basically like soup, like soupy grasshoppers, and it's it's white with a bunch of grasshoppers just floating in there, and then they're they're eating them, scooping it out. Oh, ugh. I thought that was so disgusting. Even Not feeling hearing, that, are you?
0: No. So gross. <laughs> that's fantastic. I don't care who you are. That's fantastic. Um, So let's get back to some backpacking stuff for a second. Let's get back to some <laughs> okay. backpacking stuff for a second. So uh, upcoming trips, you got anything going on that's coming up? Yeah, I, I'm going to... Uh meet
1: up with Miyagi and trips and that's coming up in one of the next few weekends, I think, but we're going to be camping. We're not going to be backpacking. I want man, July and August is so hot. Yeah. Depending on where you live. Yeah. I try to do as much as I can around the lake and, uh, we're gonna meet up with Miyagi and trips, and there he goes adjusting his hat. I think it's I think it's straighter now. Is it? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna name this the hat episode.
0: <laughs> I can't get straighter. I mean know.
1: So we're gonna be camping and stuff, no backpacking. And then uh, Bridget and I have been having some serious talks about when we're doing the Camino de Santiago. Oh, so nice. In. Yeah, uh, depending on how much we're gonna budget for it, we could do it this upcoming end of May through June or the following year so 2022 or 2023 during the summer also nice. depending on covid and all the restrictions and stuff too depending on the countries
0: yeah that's so cool that's man. all I got I'm I'm looking at maybe getting out into California next there in October uh talk to a few buddies of mine out there and might be trying to hook up a deal to get out there and do a weekend. Out in California,
1: wow! So, yeah, I think any that would be idea really where?
0: Cool. What's
1: that? Any idea where you would uh, even consider going?
0: We got a few different ideas right now, but nothing set in stone yet. It'd be it'd be in um, closer to Southern California. Uh. Uh-huh. So, but there's uh there's a lot of mountains down there and everything, and some really cool lakes, and so there's some there's some awesome places to go to. So, hopefully, I I don't want to say too much because I'm not exactly sure. Uh, what we're going to be able to work out. And right now we've got one potential snag to keep us from making it happen. So hopefully that doesn't happen so we can go. But yeah, that's, that's, that's one I'm working on right now. Um, me and Crow are trying to get me back down to Alabama. Cause that was just an awesome trip last time I went down there. Um, I was going to do the Laurel Highlands trail in November. Uh, but I just can't get the full week off to go do that.
1: uh. Uh-huh.
0: So, um, that, that one didn't work out, which is kind of a bummer for me, but I mean, it just is what it is. So uh, I won't be doing that one. Like I was hoping originally, um, hopefully next year, I would like to do a long trail next year. Uh, whether I, I the Tahoe rim trails, one I'm really interested in cause it's not super long. I mean, it's long, but it's not like super long. Mm. So that's one I'm thinking of. And then, uh, the one that you did, uh, was the one you did we just talked about it a few minutes ago the foothills
1: trail yeah, foothills the 70 trails. or 80 miles
0: yeah that's another one i was i was looking at you know something that could be like a week and a half two weeks instead of like a month kind of trail Oh, uh,
1: you could do the foothills trail with travel i think in seven days if you wanted to especially yeah. if you're in good shape yeah you know you could crank it out in five do 14 15 miles each day
0: yeah and that's not bad like 14 15 is not bad uh it's when you start creeping up to 20 that's when i'm kind of like struggling I, that's when I'm on the struggle oh. bus. Can you hear them? Oh, yeah. I hear the dogs, man. I think I think they're telling us it's time for us to wrap this episode up. <laughs> That's a good idea, man. We we almost hit an hour. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, just a real quick um, big thank you again to Outdoor Beards for sponsoring the episode. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check them out, go to outdoorbeards.com and check them out. Uh, Jeremiah's wearing the T-shirt right now. So oh, yeah. Got it on. Outdoor beards, baby. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, Jeremiah, we've got live streams that are going to be starting to kick back up here in the next few weeks. Are you excited about that?
1: Yeah, man. We're heading into the fall, and uh, we're up there competing with
0: Monday Night Football. That's right. And we're going <laughs> to defeat the them this year. This is our year, man. <laughs> 4.5 million views every Monday night. That's what we're shooting for. <laughs> I
1: think we got a long way to go, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for all the people out there that are already supporting us and uh, tuning into the show
0: yep this uh it's it's going to be a fun season we're really looking forward to it i guess technically it would be season four of the podcast wow isn't, isn't that, that crazy
1: yeah but i feel like we could make it 20 seasons if we wanted to we could uh, we, can, we we could should totally do that <laughs> change the season every six episodes <laughs> <laughs>
0: then we'd be the voice <laughs> Oh, is that what The Voice does? I I think The Voice does like three seasons a year. Like, it's unbelievable. So, but either way, man, this has been fun, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. So, for myself and Jeremiah Stringer, you guys have a great one. Adios.